0: Welcome to the Old premeds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your questions and answer them here on the podcast. The questions we take specifically from the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforms.com. If you haven't gone over there, sign up for a free account, you should do so right now. We have a Great question today from our guests, and I want to jump into that in one minute. But before we jump in, I want to talk about the MCAT minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Study tools and mnemonics are key to remembering all of the information that you need to know on the MCAT. And Blueprint MCAT's free account has you covered with their amazing space repetition flashcard program with over 1,600 expertly crafted flashcards for you to use starting right now. Go over to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for that free account, and start learning how flashcards, mnemonics, and other study tools can help you maximize not only your MCAT score, but your grades as well. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our session today with a great question about where the student should even start. Our student says, hi, everyone, as everyone else in here. I also have a dream of becoming a doctor in the U.S. Here's my story, though. I'm a 40-year-old foreign national and currently don't even live in the U.S. However, I am married to a U.S. citizen and in the process of hopefully becoming a permanent resident. While waiting for that to happen, I want to have all my ducks in a row and maybe even start some of the work needed before getting to the U.S. Here's my background. I have a bachelor's degree in MLS, CLS, I don't know what that is, and a master of science degree, which I've been told are not going to be accepted by med school admission committees. I have looked around and found out that there are a few options available to solve this problem. Number one, Start from scratch and do a four-year pre-med program. Number two, do a post-bac program. Or number three, do a post-grad degree. Right now, I'm leaning toward doing a master's or PhD, uh, PhD degree since in most cases, they'd pay for the tuition plus some stipend, which would help as I have to worry about supporting my family also. My question is, is there any other option that I don't know of? For instance, can I take the prereqs without enrolling in a specific program and in a shorter amount of time for cheaper while working full-time? Is it even allowed or legal to work full-time and study? So I'd appreciate any insights and experiences you might want to share. All right, some great questions, a very different, unique situation here. A student with an international degree, several degrees, And now wants to come to the States, married to a U.S. citizen, wants to come be a doctor here in the States. And that typically will include, if you want to do your medical training here, coming and potentially getting some undergrad coursework. The student has done some homework, which is great. I love the students who do the homework first and then ask clarifying questions versus just, hey, I'm an international student with an international degree. What do I need to do? Right, This is great life advice for everyone out there watching or listening to this right now. When you go and ask questions of a mentor, of an admissions committee, of anyone, do your homework first and say, hey, here's what I have found out. Am I missing anything? Is there anything else that I need to know before I make a decision? Great, great uh, life advice there for everyone. So I think the student has everything pretty well nailed down. If you don't know, most medical schools have what's known as like this 90 hour rule. And I don't know how many specifically. I don't know if it's all, but I, I know it's not all because I, I just heard from a student who didn't do this uh, but still got into a great medical school but did have to jump through a lot of hoops to do it. Most medical schools want you to take 90 credit hours here in the States. and When you do the math, it's about 120 to get a degree over four years. So 90 hours is basically like getting a whole nether degree, going to college for four more years, or cramming it into two or three years if you if you're really, really fast. So a lot of students, especially if you're a US citizen who go overseas to go do your undergrad, you're at a huge disadvantage. Because medical schools want U.S. coursework. And there are lots of reasons why it seems kind of sketchy and a little elitist and all this stuff. But really, at the end of the day, it's to have consistency when looking at grades. Looking at grades from students who went to school in the States, and even even though there's some differences between different schools and and all of that stuff and grade deflation and grade inflation and no curves or whatever, right? But there, there's this thought that, hey, like our U.S. education system is our education system and there are some flaws and differences between states, between schools, but for the most part, it's the same. And then you go to other countries where it's very, very different. So U.S. and Canada are kind of lumped together. If you are a U.S. citizen and you go to college in Canada, that's okay. We're talking about non-U.S., non-Canada undergrads. Medical schools are going to want to typically see coursework from a U.S. institution. Now, the ideal situation typically is undergraduate coursework not master's level or PhD level, because that's what gives the best comparison for medical schools. Now, this is a unique situation where the student is saying, hey, to support my family, to do this, it'd be great if is covered, we get a stipend during a PhD program. And, and what can happen is, I, I think, ultimately... Where I want all of you going when you have these questions, very nuanced questions, is you go directly to the schools. You go to the school and say, hey, here's my situation. I have a foreign degree, and and they'll probably want you to have it evaluated through one of the, the foreign transcript evaluation services, and I'm I want to come to school. You're my top choice school for X, Y, and Z. I'm thinking about doing a PhD program. Is that enough to overcome the fact that I don't have a US undergrad? Ask them the questions. Do what you did with this question. Here's all of the research that I've done. Here's where I have some specific questions for your institution specifically. Because unfortunately the answer always is it's going to depend on the school. It's going to depend on the institution. I got an email, literally, as we're recording this, I got an email last week from a student who went to a foreign university, is a U.S. citizen, but went to a foreign university, and got their degree, came to the States, realized this whole funky 90-credit rule, found a couple schools that had a 30-credit rule, And still ultimately, I think, applied and was accepted. And and he thinks kind of like one of the first people to be accepted without X, Y, or Z kind of prereqs or criteria met because they looked at him with a case-by-case basis. And he had reached out. He he had done his homework. He had built those relationships and said, hey, here's who I am. What do I need to do to get in? And, And he was a very good student, great stats, great MCAT score, all this stuff but he went to a foreign undergrad and, and that just causes so many headaches. So at the end of the day, can you get into a US medical school with a foreign undergrad? Yes, and there's likely a lot of work that you're going to have to do to get in, meaning more classes and and more, more just more, more of everything, unfortunately. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, what you need to do, First and foremost is reach out to the schools, find out directly from them what they will accept, what they won't accept. And then you even have to be a little bit nimble there because administrations may change by the time you have that conversation and the time you apply. Save all of your receipts, write all of your emails, save all those emails. Because if the new administration comes in and says, yeah, no, that's, that's not our rule here Hopefully they'll listen to you and go. But but I was basing all of my my actions off of the prior administration. Hopefully they can help. So all that to say, um, good luck. I wish you the best of luck in your journey. And unfortunately, it's going to be probably going to be a long one. But the, if this is what you want, then you make it work. It's it's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of sacrifice. But if this is what you want you figure out a way to make it work because that is better than regret. Don't forget to check out to blueprintmcats.com. Go get that free flashcard platform. Start learning some mnemonics. Start increasing those study habits to make sure you understand everything that you need to know for your MCAT and classes. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast.